what's going on? You're listening to Pick Six, the Super Bowl recap. Obviously, it's a you know a little a little later than we would hope for, but you know people get busy, right? We we have these very busy lives, and this podcast, even though I wish it was our life, it definitely is not. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you all about what happened in the game. So first of all, I, I just want to kind of say off the bat. I I was so hesitant making a pick. You guys remember mm-hmm. I was kind of on the fence saying, well, it's going to be Kansas City or it's going to be San Fran by a lot. And obviously Jeff really thought Kansas City was uh, – not Kansas City. San Fran was going to win by a ton. When it got to 2010, I, I was like, this is it. They're, they're going to blow them out of the mm-hmm. water now, especially yeah, after – Yeah, the pick. Yeah, and I don't know what happened. So let's go through it. It, it was back and forth. First half ends, it's 10-10. Right, San Fran scores ten points in that third quarter. That's when they're up twenty to ten. They don't score the rest of the game. Kansas City scores twenty-one unanswered mm-hmm. points. Unbelievable run by them. Who deserves? I, I don't know whether you put what had more impact: Garoppolo and Shanahan's offense really, you know, dying down in the fourth quarter, or Mahomes going on fire. Hmm, that is a tough question. <sighs> I think I want to say Mahomes, but. Like you I, do have to, there does have to be some blame for Garoppolo and Shanahan as well. I think I think the defense also did a good job of not really letting Garoppolo get comfortable. He was yeah. under duress a little bit in there, and you know, especially on those key downs, I thought he was getting hit, uh, you know, pretty 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 uh, cleanly there as well. I think Mahomes and also the receivers. I mean, Travis Kelsey was really a great option for him. He seemed to be very reliable for him. I think you would maybe put a little bit more on Patrick Mahomes because, like, if we're just being honest about, it, he was. God awful in the first half. Was, like, yeah. like the pick to was a it was a war it was a warner, yeah, he right? Just stared Warner down and like right to right him. at him. It was like that is the most uncharacteristic Patrick Holmes like decision slash throw, whatever you want to call it, I've ever seen from him. So I would say it's probably you probably gotta give it to Patrick Holmes. And that's what I wanna touch on too is yeah, he was so bad in that first half. Second half, that's the Mahomes we like to see. Huge plays, big throws. I think I'm gonna say more blame on San Fran's offense. You're running for six yards of carry, and he was my Super Bowl MVP pick if San Fran won was Debo Samuel. Mm. He was averaging 17 yards a rush. He had three carries. <laughs> Give him another one. That play was working all day. It's worked all year yeah. when they do the end around. I don't know why they didn't try that. And then Garoppolo was actually pretty good in the first half. And when it comes to the second half, they decided to keep trying to throw the ball. And it was similar to the 28-3 you know, comeback mm. for the Patriots where – Instead of running the ball and trying to run out the clock, they were starting the pass a little bit, the Falcons. Yeah. Same situation happened. I don't know how they do that again. So does that mean more blame on Shanahan or on Garoppolo not making the throws in the final quarter, I guess? I'd probably put more blame on Shanahan there because mm-hmm. it, 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 with the Falcons one, it's a little different because he had this elite passing offense the entire year. You can understand why he would keep going to the pass, but you had the elite rushing offense all year. Why didn't you just stick with that? It just didn't make it didn't make much sense. You had an elite rushing offense. Well, not elite in that game, but he had some good running. Like they were better running the ball than passing the ball all game, and then they just started to pass a bit more, which made absolutely no sense. You yeah, still, you were still ahead. It's not like you were behind. And just looking at the numbers too, obviously the play action worked really well, but sometimes they didn't do that when it was like yeah. third and five, and they really needed to pick up a first down. Pretend to run the ball. Just fake it. Just fake it, fake it, fake it. Because, again, six yards of carry. Mostert, almost five yards of carry. Coleman over five and a half. Like, that would have been perfect. Suck in everybody. Hit Kittle. Mm -hmm. And speaking of hitting Kittle, I don't know. I remember we mentioned this was after the Niners absolutely destroyed 
Carolina. And I said, okay, I'm off the Carolina train. They're actually terrible. And I said, but the one thing to watch is Jimmy Garoppolo. If he you know, feels a bit of pressure, he's going to that first option. Mm-hmm. And I think he started realizing George Kittle's getting doubled and shied away from it. Because there was a few times, the Sanders throw, you know, we remember he over, overthrew him. If he hits that and makes actually a good throw, Niners might end up winning the game and winning the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, and, you know, it leads to a fourth down, and, you know, he ends up getting sacked, right? And I'm just thinking there was two options there. Kittle, like, was actually open, and Kendrick Bourne was open over the middle. And there was a few other times where he'd missed his throw over through Samuel. Kittle, right there over the middle. And even if it's a little bit short, it gives you a better chance of going fourth and two, fourth and one, and kills a beast. Mm-hmm. You know, he can run over guys. He can throw them off. That's what scares me moving forward for San Francisco. You're, you're going to have basically the whole entire D-line back, I believe, except potentially Eric Armstead. So I, I think he said he's fine getting tagged. We'll see what route they end up going. But you're going to have... Emmanuel Sanders is going to be a free agent. We'll see what happens there. Debo Samuel is going to be there. Kendrick Bourne's going to be there. They're obviously going to give George Kittle a ton of money. The run game's going to be there. Is Jimmy Garoppolo the guy moving forward if the Niners want to win a title? I, I got to say, ba- based on like his past success, I think I have to give him one more year because a lot of times we see this where a guy goes through a traumatic injury like an ACL injury, right? Especially for a guy like who, by the way, like I don't remember the last time he scrambled at all. Like if you like if you look back at it when he first came onto the Niners, he was running all over the place, you know, ma- making really good decisions. Now he just seems like mentally almost mentally broken a little bit, or maybe just like gun shy of almost everything. Like he does not run. Like there were clear running lanes too in, in this game where he could have just you know maybe like gotten at least close to the first down marker, and he never does. I I want to give him a chance. I want to give him one more season to you know kind of rehab his body and his mind to the point where he feels more comfortable because I think we've seen the potential there, and I think the offense is so good that if he just gets a little bit more better, a little more consistent, a little bit more brave, I think that he could lead them. Yeah, no, I I, th- I think you have to give him one more year. I think you owe him that, especially, as you said, coming off the injury. I think you owe him one more year. We've seen that with guys coming off the ACL injuries, that it takes, it's the year after where they get to be 100%, because they're, you know, it's, you can't replicate games in practice, and he can practice all he wants, but he got these 16 games, and he got the playoffs in. So I think next year, you'll probably see a better Jimmy Garoppolo, and I mean, he was pretty good for the regular season this year, almost 4,000 yards, almost 30, almost 30 touchdowns. So I think you I think you do have to give him one more. You just have respect for him coming off the injury. I'll agree as well. And that's the thing I saw. Kyle Shanahan actually mentioned it. He has less starts than Baker Mayfield, which is pretty wild, wow. right? Baker was a rookie, you know, yeah. I guess two years ago now. But I, I think just getting them to the Super Bowl, how can you shy away from mm-hmm. him now? And I think he was okay in that game until, you know, they needed him the most. So he'll, you know, watch the film and learn from his decisions. Something that is you know, a little interesting to me, though, is I certainly have way more faith in Kansas City getting back to the Super Bowl than San Francisco. We're going to touch on way too early Super Bowl predictions you know, coming near the end of the show, but this seems like Kansas City could put together a dynasty. Mm. The only thing that I think is going to be on the line is that contract for Patrick Mahomes. I said earlier this week, if I'm Mahomes, I take less than what's expected. Everyone thinks... Blank check. He, he could go $50 million, They're going to give it to him. If you want to keep this main group together and win a bunch of titles and win a bunch of MVPs, and I I don't think, you know, his capability and how talented he is. He already has an MVP. He already has Super Bowl MVP. 
he's we've never said this about anybody else he's has a chance to be the best quarterback of all time mm-hmm. which is nuts thinking that there's already a guy out there who's you know top two in touchdowns top two in yards or i guess he's not up there with uh, i don't think he's past manning yet no i don't think so, yeah, so top three in yards yeah. most wins most super bowls he's got a few super bowl mvps but there's this guy who literally has one mvp in one super bowl but we're saying already there's a chance Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think right now you could put him in the Hall of Fame. That's how talented he is and how much impact he's already had. You can't write the NFL without him already. Do you think he should take less money to keep the group together? I mean, I, I'd like to say I, I think he should, but I'm always on the I'm always on the side of the player getting as much money as they can, especially in the NFL where you're not guaranteed anything. You have Mahomes has one bad year and they're just they could just decide you know yeah no we're we're good we don't think you can have it you have it anymore. But he'll make so much money off endorsements, obviously, because he's such a popular player. He might be one of the mo- he might be the pop- most popular player in the NFL right now. Maybe save for Lamar Jackson. So, I mean, it'd be nice if he took more money, but I'm not going to say a guy should ever take more money. I'm always on the side of the player, just getting as much money as you can. I think um, I think you take less if you okay. Number one, and Andrew has to be there because if he mm-hmm. retires, let's say they win another Super Bowl, and Andrew's like, you know what, I'd like to spend more time, you know, relaxing somewhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, I think it depends if Andy Reid's there as much as he loves probably the city now and, and, and the players he's with. Um, I think it's just going to be tough to balance all that, right? I think he should get a big contract. I think if he's going to take somewhat of a pay cut, it's got to be fully guaranteed money. Yeah. I th- and, and I think he deserves that. I think if there's any player in, in, in the world right now and in the NFL that deserves to be, have a fully guaranteed contract, it should be Patrick Holmes. Like, you know, if, if he's going to take that pay cut, make sure every cent is coming your way no matter what. And, uh, yeah, I think I think the biggest caveat, though, is Andy Reid because if another coach comes in there, I really wonder what what the difference would be. Like, it could be a stark difference. We don't know. Mm-hmm. That's something that's interesting, obviously, Andy Reid, is you've got that title now. How soon is it until he decides to retire and hang it up and, you know, say, I want to hang out with my family, I want to hang out with my wife? Because I feel like that's probably coming soon. Mm-hmm. Right, I, there's no way he chases Belichick and try. Like, I guess you have a chance of this quarterback, but talking about contracts, if you're Kansas City, yeah, you want to give him as much money because he's done all this stuff. How long do you sign him for, too? Because I'm trying to look at the longest contracts, and there was one. Uh, Calvin Johnson was eight years. Yeah, I remember that to the Lions. I, I, like, and he didn't see the end of that contract, did no. he? Like, how can you be Kansas City and go, we'll give you four years, we'll give you five years? Mm-hmm. You, you've you seen what he's done. He won you your first championship in 50 years. I would be giving him almost like a 10 year, something yeah. nuts. Lifetime contract, just you're a you, chief forever. Like, like, try and do something to the point of that. Like, if you could do a big contract, money-wise, make it where it's flexible to grab other players and keep, you know, Tyree Kill and keep Travis Kelsey and, and keep the offensive line and I, you've got to keep Tyron Matthew, obviously, now, the, his impact, and give him up front a lot of money, I think he'd be, be fine. And you mentioned money to, you know, you obviously want to give, uh, you know, these players deserve so much money. To me, I, I, I feel a little bit when it's like players are coming from nothing. Like you hear, you know, the story of, you know, uh, Josh Jacobs in Oakland. Yeah. You, you saw a Super Bowl commercial. He was homeless and, and you know, such a drastic change from you know basically having nothing to he has a chance to get a ton whereas Patrick Mahomes grew up in a wealthy family yeah. with a baseball dad I, I I think to me if you're thinking that is go we're set I have these endorsements regardless I'm gonna have money I'll be able to pay for you know my great 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 grandkids you know education 
take the 20 mil. Mm-hmm. If he gets 40, I like obviously he deserves it, but yeah. I'd, I'd just be shocked. It's, it's just like when you ask me, should he take less money? I'm not going to say anyone should mm-hmm. ever take less money because I just think you should yeah. always make more as much as you can. Like, in any, look for anybody in any profession, just make as much money as you can. But no, it'd be nice if he took it. Like, it makes sense if he took less money for sure because mm-hmm. as you meant, and for the reasons you mentioned, but I just I would never say someone should take less money. If he signs the richest contract in NFL history, he's making $45 million a yeah. year. How many championships does Kansas City get? Because you know that their cap space is going to be really limited yeah. if they do that. I mean, I think you can get one more at least. One more. I, I think for sure at least one more. I think if, I think if Andy Reid stays and he, he keeps at least like Travis Kelsey there and the defense is, you know, around top 15 in the league, I actually think he could probably win – and let's say it's a 10-year contract, probably win, like, three more. Now, uh, the reason why, though, is because I think that, like, at least in terms of Andy Reid's system, a lot of guys to me seem to be bit parts. Like, Tyreek Hill is special. Tra- tra- uh, Travis Kelsey is special. But I think a lot of other guys are just bit parts. Like, na- like there really aren't other big names. Like, McCole Hardman, like, okay, cool. He literally just came to the league, and he's a burner. Sammy Watkins has been, a, I'd honestly say, a bang average receiver. Like he really, I don't think he's anything particularly no. special. So in, I don't know. I feel like you could you can you can find a lot of guys like that, like especially in receivers. I think he could probably have any receiver he wants that receivers would want to come play for him and would play for less. And he has such a phenomenal arm and such a cannon. If you literally just built your team off guys who can catch and have absolute speed, they don't even have to be the best route runners. Mm-hmm. They don't have to get they're, that they're, open. They're gonna, exactly. Patrick you know, Mahomes will find him. Mahomes makes them open because of how, like, the way he throws, the way he like runs from one side to the other, the way the way his arm will like move. It doesn't make any sense to defenders. I think that's the problem. I think that's why, like, how do you prepare for that? You've never seen a guy with that can literally launch at, at any at any point with it with his with his arm trajectory. It's it's really crazy. It, it, the Watkins situation is um, an interesting one as well because he says he wants to come back, but. Is this a team option, or or is it just like, or is he a UFA? Because I don't. There's no way there. There, I would franchise tag him. Oh, absolutely. Oh not. God, no, 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 no. no. You're not franchise tagging. But I, I think he wants to sign for minimal in Kansas City and stay there. But he, you know, he, he, had, he he's just a straight unrestricted free agent. He's just UFA. Yeah. Right? <sighs> uh, well, sorry, he has one year left in his contract right now, and to going into 2020. Okay. And then he's a UFA after this year. True. Because he actually did have an impact in that game. No, oh, yeah, we for saw sure. He, he burned Richard Sherman a few times. Something that was I thought was a little bit of an impact as well. Crosby mentioned this as his bold prediction that the rest would have an impact. I thought there was a few bad calls in that one, and they all went against San Francisco. I thought Jimmy Garoppolo did get hit laid out of bounds. I don't think that hit was necessary at all. Mm-hmm. The George Kittle one, when I watched it, and, and I said, push off. Right away, and I was yeah. like, it, the arm was extended. I get the rule, and then a lot of people at this point, I, I could care less. But a lot of people were saying, well, if you if you call that, you have to call the Kyle Rudolph in the NFC um, you know, wild card game against mm-hmm. the Saints. Yep. But and a lot of people were just kind of saying, well, this is a guy who's already beat the defensive back, and he's already strong. Like it, it was a tough call to make in that situation. That would have put San Francisco. Obviously, if they had enough time, I don't think they had any timeouts. You got to go over, spike the ball as fast yeah. as possible, and at that point, maybe they get a field goal. Maybe they're up thirteen ten going into half. That was an interesting one. What about the? Did, 
it was like I think it was like one of the last like first downs that San Francisco could go for before the Damien Williams touchdown. That like a def- I don't know who it was, but there was a defender's arm that literally ran lands like right on Jimmy G's face mask. And that's yeah, isn't that, that is that one. not called like every single that's time? That's the thing. If it's uh, like they got to be consistent. If it's regular season and that happens, oh unnecessary roughness. Oh postseason, yeah, we'll let it slide. And on third and fifteen. Nick Bosa had like 12 pressures in this game. Mm-hmm. And on the third and 15 where he hits Tyreek Hill, he gets held. And you can see it in the replay. Yeah. Is He has a chance to go get Mahomes, and he's getting held back and slows him up. Mahomes obviously completes the throw. I don't know how you let Tyreek Hill get behind the defense. That's a joke. But that was something that was a little intriguing to me. Was I think it was more the refs to, to a slight extent. Like very, like almost like... It's minimal, but yeah, yeah. They, they did. They did. I would say it's almost more San Francisco losing this game and the refs a little bit causing them to lose this game than Kansas City winning it. And that's frustrating in the biggest yeah. game of your life, right? Almost in a 55-45 like, favor. I'm not saying it's like you know the Falcons absolutely you know blew this. Right. And, but I don't know. that It was just a tough one for me. And then, you know, mentioning Jimmy Garoppolo, are they going to make it back here? Already a tough division with Russell Wilson. I feel like the Cardinals are still not even close to their um, no, to that ability, but eventually they're going to start being yeah. good. The Rams, Rams I think they got to have a bounce back year. You know, you hope so. Yeah, and it obviously depends what the Cowboys do. The Eagles. I'm not sure what Gurley's going to do either. The Rams. You're right. In Green Bay, maybe Chicago has to bounce back, depending on what their quarterback situation is. I just think this this path for Kansas City, it's going to come down to them and Baltimore for the and. If Houston decides to get a new coach, obviously, mm. then it, that'll come down to those three. You get a new GM, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I just wanted to touch on, obviously, the Super Bowl, Kansas City, 31-20 victory. It was just an exciting game. Good game. If you were to rate the game on a grade scale, what would you give it? Let, let's say A-plus is Super Bowl 42, Pats, Giants, like, you know, the 28-3 comeback. What would, those are A-pluses. What would this be? I'd give it a nice B-plus. I, I give it a B. I think it just, I don't know. It, I, I guess what it felt like, it, it, okay, great comeback, obviously, and everything. I think the lead up to, especially with Mahomes, just, I would say, like, yes, the San Francisco defense did a good job, but he played bad. Mm. And you just don't want to see that. Like, even with, with the last Super Bowl, there was some good defense there, but there was a lot of bad offense, too. Oh, just yeah. a ton of bad offense. Like, it, like for me as a person, I like, I appreciate defense, but like, you know, when it's just bad offense, like the, I, it, to me, it's about the competition of it. It's about the two guys going head to head, meeting each other. And I don't think I really saw that consistently throughout the game. Not a bad game by any means, though. Yeah, you're. I feel like every Super Bowl, you got to have, you know, one really good defensive play, one terrific offensive play. You know, back and forth the whole entire game. And this was kind of just like in that fourth quarter. It was Kansas City dominating. Mm-hmm. And obviously, comebacks are really cool too. Another one, like Super Bowl, that was an A plus. That was the I'm trying to think. I think it was Super Bowl forty three, and that would have been the Cardinals and the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Oh, great just, one! That was a great one. That's an yeah, the James Harrison before the half. Yeah. Larry Fitzgerald takes the lead, and then you know, San Antonio Holmes catch. That, unbelievable! That was a terrific Super Bowl. Yeah. But there wasn't that big play moment. Sure, the Tyree kill, you know, third and fifteen, miraculous. There wasn't any like kind of feeling to it. It was kind of just like. 
picking up short yardage. All right, first down. All right, another first down. Okay, well, you know, quarterback sneak for a first down. There wasn't a big It didn't seem like there was like a, a signature moment from the Super Bowl. No, no signature there was moment. The, there wasn't like a Philly special or Malcolm Butler interception yeah. helmet catch. There wasn't anything like that. Even like there was the one play where they did that little like little, little spin move um, with the, <clears throat> the Kansas City Chiefs run on the goal line, and it was like yeah. a, the Damian Williams first touchdown. Oh, yeah. The, the little, little spin. Yeah, the little they, coordinated dance thing they had. That's the yeah. only thing that comes out as a signature moment. And like, because I, I saw it, um, it was on Instagram, and they posted it. And I was like, you didn't even show the touchdown. That's how not yeah. spectacular that play was. But I think one thing we can maybe mention it, I think, and I would kind of blame myself actually looking back on it is that maybe I've gotten a little numb to Patrick Mahomes coming back so easily over the, cause over these past couple of weeks, yeah. he's just come back out of nothing and you just expect it mm-hmm. almost. Right. I think you wanted a, a like, I like high scoring games. You would have loved to see, you know, Mahomes 300 yards, four touchdowns yeah. and then Jimmy Garoppolo being doubted the whole entire time. And he has a terrific game as well. I guess the play that sticks out to me is the Damian Williams, whatever, 38 yard touchdown, but they already had the yeah. lead. It just sealed it. So, that was kind of an interesting one. Before we get to way too early Super Bowl predictions, guys, uh, NFL honors. I feel, feel like they do it at such a weird time. Yeah, it's, where it, it, it's, it's kind it's of weird random. But, before the Super Bowl. Uh, but let's talk about, uh, obviously, the awards. Agree, disagree. I think we're going to all agree. MVP was Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Yep. 100%. Uh, defensive Rookie of the Year was Nick Bosa. I, I was kind of, when we did these picks originally, and uh, you know we decided to hold back and maybe save it to the end of the season, I actually had Devin Bush. But seeing Nick Bosa in these playoffs, it was like, no, that was that was the right choice. And for the whole season, too. Yeah, he, he, he was uh, unbelievable. I did have a, uh, a Raiders fan. When I, was, I was watching the Super Bowl. That I was, there was a Raiders fan there. He uh, he tried to tell me Max Crosby should have been Defensive Rookie of the Year, and Max Crosby got robbed out of Defensive what? Rookie of the Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I know That's he, a real thing that I was told. I, I think he had... Uh, he had a, I think he had a better <laughs> statistical season like in terms of sacks, because I yeah. think Bosa finished with nine. And, and what, Crosby, Crosby finished, 10? Crosby finished, yeah, Crosby finished with 10. It's a negligible Whatever. difference, and, Cros- and Bosa's team was significantly better. I, I'm pretty sure Bosa had, like, 44 of the 50 votes or whatever, and Crosby had, like, three. He also only started 10 games, Max Crosby. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so that was kind of clear, Nick Bosa. Um, <laughs> defensive player of the year, I had Stephon Gilmore. I'm assuming you had Stephon did, Gilmore yeah. as well. Did you have? I agree. Yeah, 100% Stephon Gilmore. He, he was absolutely terrific. Easily the best Locked corner down. in football. The one we talked about was offensive rookie of the year. I did not think it was Kyler Murray. I think it could have gone to any of the three guys. Like I would have been fine with any of them. And you know what? And I tried to nitpick at it. I was like, oh, you know, I want to see what other rookie quarterbacks have done. What you know, Kyler Murray has. No one has. And that's you know, strictly talking about the completion percentage. Mm-hmm. I believe he was at sixty four percent, and the rushing yards and the rushing touchdowns too. Nobody's done that. Yeah, he was he was really good. So he was that good, and obviously, I was thinking we just saw so much, so many bigger plays from AJ Brown, so much dominance running the ball from Josh, Josh Jacobs. Jacobs. Even yeah. Miles Sanders had some big moments too. Um, I think it's just he was their offense. Yeah, he a was little bit, offense. especially when you had you know David Johnson doing absolutely nothing. That's going to be more interesting. Guy was broken down all year, and then he tried to play while he was injured, and Cliff Kingsbury just didn't use him at all. And then Kenya Drake came in and just. Took the backfield. Kenyon Drake's going to be the running back next year for Probably, sure. Yeah. I will see. Obviously, I believe next week we're going to talk about free agents and where we want to see him end up. I don't think David Johnson is a free agent, but they'll definitely probably they'll cut look him. They'll look into that, yeah. Absolutely. Um, what else did we have? Offensive player of the year. I, I had Michael Thomas. Did you guys have McCaffrey? I would have been fine with either of them. But John Thomas broke a record, so 
Yeah, it's the record. I think it's the record that sets him over over McCaffrey a little was bit. It, so was it was it one of us that said, "Oh, uh, only two players ever don't McCaffrey ever did," which which was the one thousand. Was it was it two two or three players? One thousand, one thousand. Roger Craig and uh, Falk. Okay, yeah, but there's literally only been one person that's ever told Michael Thomas did, and it's Michael Thomas. So yeah. I, I mean, I'm fine with that. Yeah, uh, Michael Thomas, even though he's been annoying me recently with all his talk uh, <laughs> after the Vikings kicked your butt. Whatever. Uh, story for another day. Uh, Coach of the year. I didn't necessarily agree with it. I I, I understood uh, coordinator of the year was Roman, I believe. Mm, yeah, it was. Which he absolutely deserved yeah, and transform that offense and get Lamar to you know play to his full capabilities. I I didn't really think it was John Harbaugh. I I like they were in the playoffs last year and obviously they had the best record in football. I usually like seeing. I thought Kyle Shanahan deserved it the most. Shanahan would been up there for me too. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I would I would have said Shanahan, maybe even Sean Payton, but. Yeah, he had to. Do, he could. He had to deal with the breeze injury. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I feel like if it, just the Shanahan thing being from the second worst team in football huh. all the way to the best team in the NFC, that should have something. Matt Lafleur, yeah. you know, I hate Green Bay. Tough situation. Uh, before we go, guys, let's make a way too early Super Bowl prediction. We obviously don't know what's going to happen in free agency in the draft. Who's you know going to be the quarterback for this team? Whether we're, Tom Brady's even going to be on the Patriots, we have no <laughs> idea. Jeff, get me started way too early. Who's winning Super Bowl 55 against who? Well, you're not going to like this one, Nolan, but I have been pulling for Drew Brees to get one more. So I think it's Drew Brees taking on, let's go with the Baltimore Ravens. Nice. I just think I just think they'll be able to outgun them. That'll be a really fun one. Oh, see, I, was, I, had, I had those same two teams, but I'm Ooh. going. I got to go with my boy. Lamar's going to win his first Super Bowl. Ooh. Wow. You know what? I... I, I I want to go Baltimore too. I'm going to say Kansas City is going back to the Super Bowl, but I think they're going to lose, and I think mm. they'll lose to, let's say, the yeah, how about that? The Dallas Cowboys, uh, the Giants. No, uh, Minnesota Vikings. I, you know what? I, that, that would be every time I pick the Vikings, they always end up losing. I'm going to say the Seattle Seahawks. I think finally they're going to figure out that their offense is Russell Wilson. He's one of the best quarterbacks in football. You're putting a lot of faith into this team. Hey, hey, and I think they have an, uh, they'll have an improved defense. They'll finally get him more weapons. Seattle over Kansas City. That would be a terrific Super Bowl. Uh, Crosby obviously wasn't here. He'll be back next week. This is pick six. We'll be talking all offseason about the draft, free agents. It'll be a fun one. Have a good one, guys. Bye.